And welcome to the Overtime Hockey Podcast. Once again, we have another great program. We're going to bring in a couple of guys from the Blue Army Hockey Club and Top Gun Hockey. Today it's going to be Wes Jerovic, who was with us in our previous podcast as we were talking Top Gun Hockey. And he is the Director of Player Development at Map South Hockey and the Program Director of Top Gun Hockey. We're going to dive in a little bit deeper into the Blue Army side of things, which has really been the longer running of the two, obviously, with Top Gun Hockey coming out this year in its first season. Looking forward to some great stuff coming through for them. And then Sean Erickson, will bring him on in a second. He's a program director at Blue Army Hockey and also the program director at Map South and the director of Top Gun. Lots of titles banging around with these guys, so we'll kind of work our way through that. He's a former Eagle, played at Eaton Prairie High School, played Division I at UConn, played several years in minor and professional leagues, uh, both in the U.S. and overseas, and upon retirement, accepted his position with Map South Hockey. So, uh, Wes, first, hello to you, and welcome back, my friend. Keith, good to talk to you again. That's always a pleasure. And, Sean, welcome aboard. Looking forward to speaking with you as well. No, it's going to be a good one. You know, I'm excited to be here and, you know, just want to, you know, get all this information out for all these kids and families that are interested in, you know, another opportunity that we provide. I just want to quickly touch on your college career at the University of Connecticut. I know a young man that went off and played there after his years at Benilde St. Margaret's recently uh, in Spencer Noss. Loved every minute of it. Can you talk about your experience at the University of Connecticut? You know, it, it's I get this asked a lot because, you know, when I went there, it was an Atlantic hockey school. It was smaller. Um, but just getting on campus, you know, it was, uh, you know, it felt like home right away. And, you know, it made the decision so easy to get there. Um, you know, overall, you know, my my closest friends every year we do a trip and they're all my, you know, college teammates. Um, so just the bond we created there, it was more than just hockey. You know, hockey was great there. Had a ton of fun. But the the environment, the culture the campus, everything that goes along with it, you know, a great sports program there. So became a huge NCAA basketball fan, obviously, oh, you know, yeah. we were split, but, you know, having UConn go boys and girls go to, you know, national tournaments and win national championships. Um, so just the, you know, the sports community there is very uh, deep and, you know, just the, it, it just, it was overall a tremendous experience and, you know, something that, you know, I try to, you know, enlighten kids in Minnesota, just, you know, look outies it doesn't have to be UConn but there's so many other options that are just not Minnesota um you know I know every high school kid wants to play you know in the state of Minnesota but you know there's tremendous opportunities great atmospheres great cultures out there that you know you can you know not only grow as a hockey player but an individual as well wow that's such a great point that life goes way beyond that and I couldn't agree with you more you know I was uh, a couple of years ago I was uh shooting some video for the uh 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 like a showcase for girls hockey and we were staying in Trumbull and going back and forth between New Haven and there and whatnot. And I felt like I was in a scene of like what Harry Potter would have felt like with the trees and stuff. I don't think people understand. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't think people would understand sure. how awesome it is out there. And there are other communities for college hockey opportunities. The sun does rise in Minnesota. It kind of sets in it too, but it doesn't always. And I think it's important for people to know that there are opportunities all over the place that maybe they never would have considered. And I think it's really important, Sean, that you touched on that. So Yeah, you know, it yeah, it's it's just it's it was just a tremendous experience, right? You know, to have, you know, that opportunity, especially as a young adult growing up and kind of finding your own way. And I think I really took off as a hockey player there because I had to grow up too. You know, you're further away from mom and dad, so you had to take responsibility for things. And 
um, you know, it, it just allowed me to mature a lot more than maybe, you know, staying here closer to home. So you played uh, several seasons in minor and pro uh, U.S. and overseas, as I mentioned a moment ago. And then uh, upon retirement, MAP South hockey opportunity arose. How did you get engaged with that? And uh, what was the tipping point for you to jump on board? Uh, well, it actually started, you know, after my uh, last year at UConn, um, a buddy of mine, DJ Bayers, knew Eric Raffeson, who works with our program. And I was just bouncing ideas off guys. I was like, do you guys know anywhere in Minnesota where I can, you know, potentially do a part-time job and, you know, skate. And, you know, I jumped on here. Uh, you know, I, I gave him a phone call and, you know, they put me to the test right away. I, uh, you know, it's a little different environment at Map South. You know, they wear full gear with their, uh, you know, all the staff wears full gear. Um, and they asked me if I had my bag. And I was like, yeah, I got my skates. He's like, no, do you have all your equipment? And so they put me on the ice and, uh, you know, we, they ran one session. And then next thing you know, they asked me the second hour if I was going to run the session. And I think that was a test right there. And I, you know, nervously said, yeah, I'll run it. And, you know, it just became a, you know, kind of a, you know, a, a hockey family outside of my hockey season. And then, you know, fortunate enough, you know, they're, they're pressing me my last couple of years of pro hockey and, you know, I knew it was something I always wanted to do. And, you know, it was always him and Han on, you know, when, when am I done? When, when do I know I was done? And I knew going into my last year that I was finished and I gave him the green light that said, this is going to be my last year. And I wanted to, you know, pursue this full time um, because it's just, you know, it was an easy transition, you know, from, you know, 14, 15 years old, you're really ingrained in hockey and that community as far as, you know, your teammates and your coaches and to be able to, you know, kind of prolong that, so to say, and continue to be in that, you know, our hockey family here at Map South and our locker room style that we have. And um, it just was such an easy transition where, you know, do I miss playing games on Friday, Saturday night in front of full houses? Absolutely. But this allows me to, you know, stay connected to the game and have, you know, a close group of friends, I should say, you know, here that I get to work with every single day where we can be, you know, continue that hockey mentality and, uh, you know, now give it back to the kids. So when you look at the organization as a whole, uh, the Map South hockey staff works uh, to organize and execute all of your programming, including the Blue Army Hockey Club that we're going to get into and Top Gun AAA. Now, Sean, you're at the helm of both programs, and Wes, jump in if you want, right? And you provide support and assistance from the rest of the staff. So if you were to have like a uh, flow chart, am I wrong in seeing, reading this correctly, that uh, Sean's kind of at the top of the flow chart, the food chain? Is that correct? Yeah, it's inevitably it's, it's Shano's accountability in terms of organizing the program, but the same way when you know we're organizing our our entire years and curriculum and making decisions about additions, subtractions, changes, we we all benefit. And this is my perspective on the you know the map side, Top Gun side. You benefit from having a collaborative group to bounce ideas off of. We're, we're all naturally competitive, so you're, you know, in a, a, a really thirsty environment. It's good accountability where you get different perspectives and having, you know, multiple people who want to contribute even when they're not at the forefront. It's just really healthy, right? So, sure. um, and that was kind of us as a group and then, you know, became Donald's baby of Blue Army Hockey. Um, but we're all really proud of where it's at and we're all proud to, to contribute to help him out and inevitably just help the boys out however we can so guys i got a question for the two of you you know in the hockey world there's 
I mean, there's not a lot of million different ways to to look. I mean, there's only so many ways you can look at the game, right? When you when you bring a lot of hockey people into a room, there's always strong personalities in some instances. How do you guys blend together all of the personnel that you have to allow them to be who they are, yet follow through the mission of what you want to get accomplished? I think it's, Sean mentioned this before, it, it's a pretty tight-knit group, right? Like yeah. it's, it, it's just as you know, like personal as is professional. With, I mean, the, all these guys here are some of my best friends. So when there's enough respect and enough healthy, open communication where, you know, you can fight for your opinion or you just are open to criticisms, you know, a little humility goes a long way. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that the personal connections we all have is, is why it works so well. And even, you know, Taylor Ward's our, our newest guy here, right? He's the most recent hire as a program director. Um, he, he fit right in that same way too. He's, you know, communications major when he went to school, but is just used to being in different locker rooms, both as a coach and a player. So I think some of that background that we all shared of, you know, sports in general, but hockey specifically, you're kind of built to, you know, have some harmony with other players, other personalities, other perspectives. Sean? Yeah, and to go along with that, I think it's, you know, we all have the same type of mindset where we're looking more long-term than short-term on, you know, each individual athlete. And, you know, we, we've all taken different roads and I think that's what helps, you know, our culture. You know, we have guys, you know, Eric Rasmussen, you know, he had the shortest route to, you know, get to the top. Yeah. Um, and you have, you know, you know, we have guys that played division three. We have guys that went division one. We have guys that, you know, played three years of junior hockey, you know, aged out. Um, so we've all taken different routes and I think that's, you know, allows us to see it from different angles as well on, you know, what can work and what, you know, doesn't work. And, you know, just like Wes said, the, the communication, you know, we might not like somebody's opinion, but we respect it. And, you know, if, if they're going to go to bat for a kid, you know, eventually we're all going to go to bat for the kid and um, hopefully, you know, get them to achieve their goals and whatever they want to do in hockey and life. So the Blue Army AAA Hockey Club was established in 2017. Uh, you guys had the leadership of the Map South, uh, Map South Hockey, which was 15 years ago that it was established. So a couple of questions for you. How did you come up with the name Blue Army, and is there any meaning behind that? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, Joel Owens, our owner, came in, and he was, you know, adamant about, you know, the what Map South stands for. You know, we're looking for, you know, high-character athletes. And when you look at something like that, you look at, you know, kind of the military branches of the Army. Um, you know, they're all, you know, considered high-class, respectable, you know, people within the community right so it was something that you know with the color scheme that he loves you know the red white and blue it just fit right in with you know the how blue army just kind of rolled off the tongue and you know at first i was a little you know hesitant about the name and you know i soon would become you know the biggest fan of it i don't think i don't wear a blue army thing every day of the week um <laughs> you know i'm a walking billboard right yeah but it's uh it's something that you know i think everybody in the staff it it you know, the, the logo, the way it transitioned from, you know, how the map stars in there to the blue army star, it all kind of coexists with each other. And that's kind of the trademark, you know, it's, uh, you know, you see that star in all our logos and 
it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of, you know, it came out of left field almost when we were having a, a team meeting one day and, you know, it stuck and everybody enjoyed it and we ran from there. When you jump out of the realm of AAA hockey and, and some of the established programs and, you know, some have head starts or this, but you already had players that you had been working with you for 15 years. So transitioning them into your Blue Army Hockey Club probably made for things being a little bit easier for you, I would assume. And, you know, the growing pains that maybe someone would be starting from scratch would have. Did you find that it was from a competitive part when you got into the actual play that that benefited you as well? I think so. I think we benefited from having, you know, a nice foundation with Map South. Yeah. You know, it was, like you said, starting cold turkey. Um, we had a, a nice foundation and, you know, it, 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 everybody, you know, that came out for tryouts that first year knew that it was connected and it was a new kind of opportunity for kids you know underneath the map south umbrella um you know where it was going to be similar philosophies same mindset um you know a unique thing we do is our kids that are map eligible those kids after their first year of peewees all those teams are coached by a map south coach um so it's a unique kind of transition from you know the kids that are in map south and also play blue army are with us somebody you know a coach that has you know, seen them in numerous settings, you know, off ice, on ice, you know, watching them throughout the season. So it's a, it's, it's a nice transition where we were able to, you know, incorporate all parties together. And it's been, uh, you know, it's been a fun ride so far. Let's talk guys a little bit about some of the elements that go into this uh, program elements that you carried over from map South hockey into the blue army team environment. Can you guys kind of give us a listing as if I'm a parent sitting out here as to what I would be, uh, seeing my my players receive from this opportunity. Um, it's a good question. I, I think you know cornerstones, and this is, you know, it, it looks nice on a website, but you know processes yeah. that sh- as behind the scenes to make sure that coaches have appropriate expectations about you know following through with these things. Eventually, you know, they're they're on the front lines, right? Um, so it's making sure you got the appropriate people in place, regardless of the age group good individuals um, at the top and you know it's it's a it's a kind of a touchy mix right uh, especially from a parent perspective everybody wants to win games mm-hmm. uh, as they should um, but at the same time even you know at the U18 level like players are still should be focused on getting better so it's making sure that you're constantly putting emphasis on player development learning improving making sure that we're regardless of what the win-loss record is at the end of the spring or the fall, um, the players are receiving some individual benefit as well. I think that comes down to just it's communication, right? It's how are you interpreting losses? How are you interpreting bad shifts? These are the same things that, you know, are regularly preached from Map South, right? So it's, uh, that's the easy part of the transition. Um, and, you know, also it's important, too, that there's a, a good interpretation of those circumstances from the families, from the parents. Mm-hmm. So... Sean does a great job of keeping lines of communication open, getting good perspective from families, you know, in real time, right? After the tournament, he's out watching games, talking to people, and then directly after the seasons, making sure that we have up-to-date, you know, Yelp reviews, so to speak, of, you know, what communication they got from the coaches, how did the boys interpret it, and making sure that things are moving forward in a healthy manner um, for the next year. 
Well, I mean, I've always been a believer you can never communicate enough in this world. And uh, you mentioned the Yelp reviews. You never want those negative uh, ones fly, flying around out there. I say that in quotations, right? So that's just such an important part of what's going on. And a, a question I have for the two of you is, I think it's a, a, a really difficult balance in terms of, I think, I think a lot of people measure quality by wins and losses sometimes you just aren't going to match up or something ha- you know it, it is what it is how do you balance between using the results as the measuring stick versus what the kids are really doing and how that player development is really working for each individual player within the team you know i i look at it this way you know it's the off season. It's supposed to be super fun. Um, you know, I've always said if I, I make a kid hate hockey in the summer, I'm in the wrong business. Sure. Um, so we, we want to make it a, a fun environment where they want to, you know, challenge themselves. They're not afraid to fail during that time of year. Um, yeah, we want to win games. We want to, you know, win championships during those tournaments, but it's not going to happen. There's one, one team at every level, right? Um, so at the end of the day, you know, we want to set these kids up to have the most success possible going into their high school or association season. So giving them every tool, every resource, um, an avenue to develop as an individual and get them into those game settings, those tournament settings, you know, throughout the course of the summer for our younger kids and the fall for our older boys, um, you know, to allow them to feel confident and comfortable. So when they go off to association or high school hockey, they feel confident where they're at. We've given them the best opportunity. And that's where, you know, we want to see their true success. You know, that's where it becomes a little more serious as far as, you know, you know, X's and O's. We want them to be creative. We want them to have fun. We want them to try things. We, we encourage them, you know, don't be afraid to fail during the summer because that's when you're going to understand your strengths and weaknesses on where we can develop the most. And, you know, so that's kind of the outlook we have on it because at the end of the day, it's an option for these families. They don't have to do the summer stuff. You know, we encourage them to, we want them to, we think it's very important, but if you want to play baseball or soccer, more power to you, but we want them to come here, have fun, put them in a competitive environment with a great coaching staff. And, you know, at the end of the day, if we win some championships and we have, Um, But ultimately, if we're having a great time and the kids get along together and they want to come back, you know, that's, you know, when you're in a a happy environment, you're going to push yourself a little harder. You're going to try a little harder. You're going to work harder. You know, all those things that, you know, long term, you know, go into good, you know, development. Sounds ideal to me. Uh, Age groups for this year go from 2012 all the way up to 08 for boys. And then you have U14, U12 and U10 for girls. But then you also have a Blue Army Elite for fall teams only. And that looks like that's pretty much Bantam up to the high school age levels. And that's run a little bit differently, correct? Correct. That's all, you know, invite only. Um, It's our fall program where we're able to participate into, um, you know, more of a national schedule, so to say. Um, You know, these these boys, U18, U16, and 15-0, all kids that are finishing Bantams, are able to, you know, participate on our fall league teams. Uh, it's an opportunity to get them, you know, about 20-ish games before the high school season. It's the same type of mentality as, you know, the younger kids where we want to um, provide them opportunities, exposure, and get them uh, feeling confident where their game's at. So when they hit high school tryouts, 
there's they're they're hitting things full steam, full gear, where they're having the opportunity to, you know, hopefully make that varsity team or you know fit where they fit within their program and, um, you know, have a you know a strong high school season. So now for the Blue Army Elite and Blue Army AAA experiences, these are are designed and built to complement the Map South hockey experience. Uh, you have a lot of correct. athletes that can take advantage of both programs, so it's not just this, correct? Correct, and you know, and that's how we we've, we've always programmed it from you know our our 2010s this year eights and nines. You know, our our practice schedule is relatively light compared to a lot of traditional AAA programs. You know, those teams are only getting 10 hours of AAA practice, usually you know a handful before each event. Um, and the reason we do that is we want them to. We don't want to overbear them with opportunities as far as, um, you know, having way too much ice. We don't want to mm-hmm. take away uh, a map session for a Blue Army practice. So we, we organize it, you know, appropriately where these kids have the opportunity to make both, um, you know, by spreading it out. And same thing in the fall. You know, we, we organize it with our map south schedule. So these kids, you know, we know they have, you know, their captain's practices that time of year. We have football players, you know, other athletes where we, we limit the practices um, to allow them to, you know, partake in a Blue Army practice, but the next day, you know, jump on the ice with Map South, and it's been a, it's been a nice mix. It's 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 not easy to schedule, but we do our best to, you know, provide all those opportunities for those kids as far as, you know, not overbearing them with saying you have to go to a Map session at five o'clock and then you have Blue Army practice at six thirty. You know, we're we're spacing it out to give them, you know, proper rest where they're also, you know, they're starting school that time of year. You know, those uh, those fall league teams. So there's a lot of stuff going on that type of time of year, and um, you know, want to be able to provide an opportunity but not overbear them. So it's absolutely organized, which is fantastic to hear for parents, I'm sure. And I, you know, it's one of those things when you're doing this for 15 years, and then you have uh, Blue Army going on for five more years, and now you roll in Top Gun hockey for this year. You know, it, it makes life a lot easier once you've had just about every variable put before you because you may think of it all, but there's always something new. I'm sure you guys have probably uh, had meetings about that. Wow, we didn't think about that one, right? We're learning uh, every year. This, yeah. And it's going to be a mentality for as long as we're all going to be here because the landscape changes. There's always something you can learn. And even a small tweak here and there goes a long way towards improving everybody's experience. It's like a, it's a necessity. So that's absolutely, you know, should be painted on the wall somewhere over here. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the kids, the kids want to get better every year. And us as a staff, we need to continue to improve. Right. And that that all goes in, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, tweaking things for schedules or ice or however it might be, you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants to get better each and every day. And that's, you know, it starts from the top down. That's fantastic. You know, I, I don't, my kids are all old now, but I'm sold. I'm in. So uh, <laughs> that should be enough for everybody to start getting in there. So let's just touch on Top Gun hockey real quick. Um, how are things going for you guys right now? Um, so the, the Top Gun AAA portion, it's, you know, like you you mentioned earlier, it's our first year doing that. And, um, we kind of revamped it because, you know, talking about making tweaks and stuff, uh, we felt like, you know, they were our old blue army blue teams, our second team we had here at blue army, but we felt we weren't giving them the same type of value that our select teams were getting. So what we wanted to do is kind of revamp it where it kind of meshes more appropriately with the Top Gun summer program. Um, you know, so what we did was we took the 10s, 11s, and 12s for the boys on the Blue Army side and Top Gun AAA, and it allowed them to uh, their AAA season 
with the summer development, which, you know, Wes spoke about last week with how our MAP South staff, you know, runs top hockey. So now they're getting exposure to kind of that MAP environment at Top Gun during the summer. And then they wrap up at the end of the year with their August portion at AAA. So it allows our boys to get accustomed to both programs. And it's, it's, we're excited about the mix that, you know, what it's going to bring and the environment and kind of the um, overall development side uh, for these young athletes. So when you put all this together into one bundle, the things that you guys have done as a group, and, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, hockey brings out a lot of passion, sports do in people, no matter what it is, in what what they can do and making a living out of it and impacting. I think the greatest thing a player can do is show another player how to play the game that they loved because someone showed them how to do it. It's the old pay it forward. You guys clearly have dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's, and have worked very hard to put together a uh, product that you're very proud of, that we know the, the people that come to your uh, clubs and to everything that you do are having a great impact on. So if you were to, to go back through the two of you and look at this and say, what's been the most rewarding part of being a part of Map South Hockey, Blue Army, Top Gun Hockey, all of it, what is it? Wes, let's start uh, with you. It's it's a great question. I think it boils down to this: is the game gave us so much growing up, helping us turn into young men and adults. It feels like an obligation to give back, and specifically the environment we have here. You know how how important it is to connect one on one with players with families and to be a part of a staff who feels the same way about this that you do uh it's like addicting so there, you know there's a lot of avenues for people to work into hockey and i think um you know for me personally i just found one that's um as good as it gets that's awesome sean how about you you know at the you know i just love after every session the, the smiles that the kids have on their faces, you know, with our culture and our environment, you know, we're out here, we're going through, you know, important stuff on and off the ice. But I think our culture and our atmosphere that we provide here has helped us kind of separate ourselves where, you know, these kids, whether, you know, they're having a rough day on the ice when they're leaving that ice, you know, they feel good about themselves. They're having a smile. And that's, I think that's the most rewarding part about the whole thing is just the connections and the impacts we're making whether it's small every day or large, um, you know, has allowed us to, you know, be in a workplace that we truly love and love to give back to. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate, but, you know, I think all our staff would say the same thing, that we're fortunate to do what we do um, because it keeps us involved in hockey and we have that tight-knit, you know, community locker room type setting here. Um, but when we see these boys and girls come off the ice and, you know, giving them fist pumps every day off the ice, you know, it's, it's, that's the kind of the end goal result. Because at the end of the day, in reality, you know, not all these kids are going to play at the highest level. It's just the reality of it. So it's, you know, life experiences here that they're getting to. And that's, you know, has been such a rewarding portion of what I get to do every day. That is uh, great stuff, guys. Best way for people to get a hold of you, uh, whether it be for a, a specific for one of the teams or for Map South, uh, want you guys fire through the different ways that you can be contacted. Yeah, so you know to get a lot of information for the Blue Army side, you'll want to go to www. 
bluearmy.hockey. Um, and then as far as the Top Gun AAA, um, go to our Top Gun website at www.topgunhockey. Um, and then to find everything, you know, you can go to our homepage or main page or, you know, uh, mapsouthhockey.com. And, or sorry, that's that, that was our old address. We've changed a few times. So it's mapsouth.hockey. Stick with the hockey theme. Um, no dot coms on any of those. So, so that's dot, dot hockey. So I have the problem right. with MN, uh, hockey.tv. People go mnhockey.tv.com. No, dot TV. No, no, Correct. dot hockey. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. It, it's funny. It is, but, you know, I think it's coming a little more common. You know, all those yeah. dot coms up. Somebody bought, you know, I think you can buy map.com for like $5,000 if you want it. Um, but you know, people are snagging those up trying to make a buck, but, exactly. um, you know, so those are, those are the three places. And then you can also email me directly on any, uh, blue army, AAA stuff or top gun, AAA, uh, questions that you might have. And you can hit me up at Sean.erickson at mapsouthhockey.com. Great stuff, guys. Thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate everything that you do for the game, and uh, everybody's lucky to have you be a part of it. And uh, I look forward to what our next uh, podcast and topic will be. The two of you, have yourselves a great day, and we'll see you down the road here pretty quick. Thanks, Pete. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, guys. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Overtime Hockey Podcast. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.